0: Hey, my friend. I am so glad to have you with me today. I'm really excited to be bringing you this episode. Um, I've got Paul Balash with me today. Now, if you don't know Paul's name, Paul Balash has, without any hyperbole, he has written hundreds of worship songs that the church uh, uses all over the world. The churches all over the world worship with Paul Balash songs every week. If you don't know his name, you almost certainly have sung some of his songs if you're in a contemporary Christian church and you've been worshiping in the last 20, 25, 30 years, you certainly have used uh, some of his songs in worship. He's written songs like Open the Eyes of My Heart, Above All, Hosanna, Your Name. I became familiar with his music um, way back uh, when I was leading worship uh, at the Oak Hills Church in San Antonio you know, in the early 2000s, um, back when Lisa and I um, were both on the worship team back there. Um and Above All and uh, Open the Eyes of My Heart were two staples in our worship ministry back then. And when I went to Iraq, I led worship uh, with the team in the uh, chapel while we got mortared. And one of the songs we were always singing was Above All. We would, we would worship uh, while we were literally being mortared. And um, Paul Balash's songs were there with us. Um, there's another songwriter named Tommy Walker who uh, we used to do a medley of one of Tommy's songs called "When All Is Said and Done," and we would blend that into Paul Balash's song "Above All," and we would just worship over that. Um, and the soldiers and the sailors and Marines and and Air Force members just really resonated um, with Paul's music and Tommy's music. And um, both of those guys uh, are have agreed to be on the podcast. But today we've got Paul Balash, and I just can't honestly can't think of a songwriter that has impacted the global church more than Paul. Um, He's won three Dove Awards. He travels all over the world. He helps uh, lead worship, but also equipping musicians to worship through leadworship.com. And Lisa and I used to use his resources to train our uh, musicians back in Alabama when we led worship there. So I've been worshiping and using and learning from and studying under Paul Belash for 20 years. Um, And although he didn't know it, he has had a huge impact uh, on us, um, on our churches, and on the church worldwide. Um, just a remarkable guy, and I'm so glad to have him with us today. His wife Rita is a songwriter in her own right, a wonderful musician, and they uh, led worship in Lindale, Texas for 25 years. They've raised their family there, and now they live in New York City, um, and just uh, reached out to Paul through Twitter, and we connected, and he graciously agreed to be on the on the show today. And I think it's going to bless you, because when we talk about um, isolation and anxiety and fear and all the things that we're all feeling right now, the best way to deal with that is to focus on something outside of yourself. And there's nothing better to focus on when you're stressed than worshiping the God who saved you. And Paul's songs all relate to worship and to just acknowledging who God is and and how big and great and strong He is and how we can rest in that and trust that. And we had a wonderful conversation that is really going to bless you. And he also agreed to let me play some of his music uh, throughout the episode. So you're going to get a little special treat today. You get to know Paul Balash, who really is the songwriter of the contemporary church. Um, uh, He and Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman and all those guys um, have been writing songs that you've been singing in church uh, for years, and today we have Paul Balazs, and I'm just beside myself with excitement to bring this to you. Before we get started, I ask Paul to pray for us, so let's pray.
1: And we just pray that whatever words we speak would be an encouragement to those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. Yeah. So we ask your blessing on this time, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Father, for this opportunity for Paul and I to connect and for this technology that's allowing so many people to stay connected at this time. Um, pray your blessings on Paul and Rita and the work that they're doing and, and all the folks in New York and New Jersey and the real uh, impacted areas uh, with this situation and that you'll keep them safe. And, um, and just get us through this time, Father, and turn beauty, uh, make beauty from ashes uh, out of this and let us uh, emerge from this crisis stronger and, and better and more focused on you than ever before. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Paul. Hey, listen, friend, no matter what you're going through, worship makes you well, and there's no better way to get out of a funk of being isolated than to worship. we got Paul Balash with us today via Zoom, and he is going to help us start today. Hey, I'm so glad to have you listening. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Wyoming in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa Warren. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, it can't change your life until you change your mind, and we're here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get that done. You can get the show notes and more on my website at wleewarrenmd.com, wleewarrenmd.com for everything you need, and please subscribe to the weekly newsletter and join the conversation. This is the Dr. Lee Warren Podcast, where we're changing our minds so we can change our lives. we get Paul Balash with us today to help us understand that worship makes you well, so let's get after it. Okay, folks, we're back with uh, a very special guest today. Um, I'm excited about uh, having Paul Belash, uh who's been really uh, my worship pastor, so to speak, over the years, and uh, we're really grateful that Paul's here. Paul, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Lee. Great yeah. to be here.
0: Don't call me doctor, man. I'm not that—it's uh, just Lee okay, today.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I always start there, and then I wait for a doctor to say what you just said. So, That's okay, right. Lee.
0: That's great. Um, thank you for, you know, we connected uh, on Twitter, actually. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I just stuck it out there. Hey, would you uh, be willing to be on the podcast? And you uh, graciously agreed to be with us today. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Pleasure. Hey, Paul, tell us uh, tell us your background, how you got into music and worship and the things that you and Rita have done over the years.
1: <laughs> In 30 words or less. <laughs> Glad we have a little bit of time. Um, try to, to give the short version i was born right outside of philadelphia basically philadelphia in camden new jersey so yeah south jersey and uh it was the only catholic hospital and of course before well long before i knew rita she was born in that same hospital as well wow. and uh so you know about 10 minutes from downtown philly we grew up you know right just across the bridge the benjamin franklin bridge and uh grew up in a pretty sincere Catholic home, um, was an altar boy, went to Catholic school. My, my folks, uh, you know, our our lives really centered around the church quite a bit. And that was great. You know, it was great. And we were like four blocks. so I'd ride my bike to school every day or walk back and forth. It was just a, a great small town, USA childhood, um, Really, really grateful. You know, the older you get, you look back and just go, "Wow, I was I was pretty fortunate." That yeah. We had whatever a normal childhood is, I was
0: yeah
1: really, really thankful. But uh, around seventh eighth grade, yeah, they would once in a while have a someone in in mass at the Catholic church p- play a guitar. It was like a guitar mass they called it. Yeah. And that was intriguing to me because I was the youngest of four, and our house was filled with music. My oldest brother had a band, and we had so many albums, all the Beatles. And, you know, the early Chicago albums and I mean, you name it. It was a massive record collection. And I would go That's to great. sleep every night with an album on, started playing guitars, 7th, 8th grade in high school, started forming bands. We would practice down our basement and, you know, five nights a week. God bless our neighbors and my parents. I don't <laughs> know how they put up with it. With, yeah. You know, a little six foot ceiling. We had B3 organ, Marshall wow. amps, drums it must, it was just insane. I mean, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, eventually by the last, uh, by my senior year in high school, got into a band that was really good. These guys were kind of in their late twenties, which is pretty old when you're 18 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and I had, I owned the PA system. I had guitars, all my paper route money. I had two or three paper routes. I had, I worked a bunch of different jobs. So, yeah. I was uh, glad to be part of this band. We played at the Jersey Shore um, five nights a week. It was from play from 10 o'clock to four in the morning. And I thought that was it. This is what I've always wanted to do. I'm an 18 year old kids, man. We're playing rock and roll. This is awesome. This is amazing. And yet the guys I was in a band with were really into starting to get into drugs and some pretty hard drugs Mm. and all that whole scene. It was, you know, bad scene, early 80s. So yeah. Long story short, I just started I didn't know where else to go, but I began to feel halfway through that summer like a little disillusionment, yeah and I thought man, I, man I, I know better like this just isn't right i don't I don't like so I'd go to the 12 o'clock mass, you know sit in the back pew that's all I knew, and yeah. I feel like God heard my heart and um, it wasn't long after that I started running into people that talked about Jesus like he was real, and that was a really unique Thing for me, I'd never heard anyone read their Bible or talk about the Lord like these people were talking about Him right. and a relationship, and and I began to become friends with them. And then uh, it was, <laughs> and then I went to one of these weekend conferences with them. And long story short, there was a band there, and they were playing music. I don't remember, but it was kind of like hymns meet rock and roll, kind right. of. Yeah. And just the fact that there was drums and guitars, but they were singing about God was such a mystery to me. Like, wow, this is so cool! Yeah. And I, God just used that and opened my heart, and they gave an invitation, and I gave my life to the Lord, and it was a real born again experience. Wow. And Just a real. Came back from that weekend. My older brother was with me there as well, and a few friends, and so we came back, and man, it's been ever since then. So. I found this Christian radio station on an AM in uh, an AM station in Philadelphia. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool music. And it's about yeah. God. Like where, who's doing that? Where do you find that? And so long story short, I realized in Southern California, there was people out there doing this kind of thing. And I moved out there as a single guy. And I had met my wife one or two times um, in the Jersey area. And we were just, I re, she was a, like a Joni Mitchell clone. Yeah, She played guitar and all these weird open tunings and she was writing country music, but then she also had a born again experience. So wow. we were just platonic friends and like, Hey, that's awesome. This, I know Jesus is real. Right. And that kind of thing. We we uh-huh. had that in common. Then I moved to California started the Lord just direct me. And I just met all these different artists. It was just a God thing. Um, Kelly Willard, uh, a lot of the early Maranatha music, yeah. uh, some of the early, that was before integrity music, but um, then through Kelly. So I did also a year of school. I did a, um, a commercial music school for one year um, arranging and songwriting. And that was really a good season. And then Dan and Kelly moved to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I helped them move and I stayed with a guy named Lenny LeBlanc, who yeah. I'd heard of, and he was yeah. a, you know, here's a guy that traveled with Leonard Skinner back in the day, and he had had a born-again experience, and now he was doing this Christian music. And yeah. in air quotes, those of you can't see, see me, but I'm yeah. doing air quotes, uh, this Christian music. I'd never heard this, but wow, Lenny was just such a humble, transparent uh, guy that just well, was such a good role model. And I played electric guitar with him and his band, and we did some – some prisons and some high school assembly things like kind of a no drugs kind right. of thing. And, uh, did that for about six months, moved back to Jersey, got married to Rita all this time. Rita and I were t- communicating back and forth, back and forth. She was, we got married. We were there maybe a year. And then we moved to last days ministries, which was uh, Keith green. Yeah. Keith and Melody green started that years ago. And by the time we moved there, Keith was gone. That plane crash had happened, but yeah. Melody, We ended up staying in Keith and Melody's motor home for a few months, and then we graduated to a mobile home. (laughs) There was about, I don't know, 30 mobile homes on this property, and it was called Last Days Ministries. And uh, boy, again, there's all these, I'm trying to make this short, but bands like Second Chapter of Acts and Dallas Home, um, Harvest. Like you can Google these names if anybody's listening. You may be thinking like, who are they? Yeah, Second Chapter of Acts were like, I don't know, who do they were like the the casting crowns of
0: yeah. This is the the beginning <laughs> they, of contemporary Christian music, really.
1: It really was. Yeah, it really was. Keith Green, Second Chapter of Acts, um, Dallas Holm, H O L M. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, we ended up staying there for twenty five years. I started just wow. playing guitar in the local church there a bit on Sundays, and then within a few months the pastor encouraged me to won't you come lead us in a few songs and that was
0: Lindale Texas is that
1: Lindale mm-hmm. yeah yeah and little did i know we'd we'd stay in that same church in that same neighborhood for 20 26 years actually yep
0: wow and you ended up being the worship pastor and and all of that for that church right
1: right right and of course i wasn't like some experienced Worship pastor, but I learned everything just by being around this community of people that were so authentic and in their pursuit of the Lord. Right. Uh, there was a big YWAM Youth with a Mission base, right. and all those all those <clears throat> people came to our church on Sunday. There was a big uh, David Wilkerson called Teen Challenge and World Challenge. They all came to our church on Sundays. Wow. Mercy Ships. Yeah. You might be familiar with Mercy Ships. Yeah. Um, their ministry was literally right next to our church. So all their staff would come to our church. So really our Sunday gatherings were filled with, gosh, at least half of our church were almost full-time mission type people. Wow! And they were just prayerful people. And it was just an amazing environment to be in, to lead worship in. There was a lot of freedom. We could linger if we wanted to on a Sunday morning. And then That's where songwriting began to happen for me. Where maybe just a prayerful idea, a prayerful thought. I mean, one of the early songs that came from that was "Open the Eyes of My Heart," right? Which was not a sit down and try to write a song. It was actually just a phrase. Of course, it's from Ephesians one eighteen, but just you know, we, we in between songs we'd linger a little bit on a chord and just play that chord, and then maybe that little idea come to mind hey guys let's just sing this prayer or this this line back to the Lord open the eyes my heart Lord we want to see you right, let's just sing it again open the eyes yeah. so so many of songs were birthed in those moments of prayer and worship and uh, like you get a beginning of a song open the eyes of my
2: heart
0: did that go from from being a, kind of a local thing to you getting into like to to starting to have it be part of how you earned your living a commercial um opportunity uh, success and more worldwide exposure where did that evolution occur
1: well um the keyboard player at the church he was a classical background guy with masters in piano and i was just uh Rock and roll guitar background. Yeah. So it was interesting that we would, we just decided, hey, why don't we go get a loan? We're both living in mobile homes. Went to a bank. We got a 16 track reel to reel recorder and it was $5,000 and it required both of us to take out a loan. Wow. And we put it up at the church in that little back room and we just said to each other, hey, why don't we meet a couple times a week as often as we can? How about this next week? What's that, a Tuesday? Okay, cool. I can do Wednesday. Great. And we would meet there and we just prayerfully made a commitment to the Lord. We're going to, we're going to write songs for our church. Wow. And so we began to write songs. I remember when pastor was praying about that or teaching about that two weeks ago, here's a neat song idea. Let's work on this. And so long story short, we wrote and demoed maybe, you know, 30, 40 songs. And, uh, and after about a year, I'm just trying to write for a church. A guy from Integrity Music came through town and he was teaching at the YWAM school right? and came to our church on that Sunday morning just to sort of, because while he was there and I led worship and I used one of the songs that we had written. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and said, you know, I really like that song. Is that one of yours? Do you have any other songs? I'm like, well, actually, yeah, here. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Here's like, you know, here's, here's 40 demos. (laughs) And he's like, wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) So that was it. I didn't know what would happen. But a few months later, he called me back and said, um, Hey, we'd like to fly out here to Mobile, Alabama, and meet our staff. And would you be open to maybe doing a live worship project with us sometime? I was like, cool. oh, my goodness. I mean, it was just not even something I had faith to aspire to, to be quite honest, when I was at the church. I was so used to being a guitar player for other people. You know, right, Lenny right. LeBlanc and Kelly Willard, these talented people that i just looked up to and now i'm gonna get to do this so they all rallied around me and lenny and kelly and they were like hey we'll get in there we'll help you we'll sing they sang background vocals and our first album was called he is faithful that we recorded live at the uh, dallas convention center wow and i had a couple of my wife's songs my wife was really there a primary songwriter in the early days um what was her her first song was uh I will celebrate, sing unto the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. So that was an amazing experience, and then after that, Don Moen yeah. offered me an opportunity and the keyboard player a chance to write with them, to be an exclusive songwriter with them, and <clears throat> which simply meant that every month they would send me a check for eight hundred dollars <laughs> as an advance. Well, for me, I was like un- incomprehensible, like incomprehensible, like wait, you're gonna you're gonna pay me eight hundred dollars a month to write worship songs? Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like I would do it for free. Yeah. So that was the beginning, and it was just uh, the the contract said twelve viable songs a year. We were like, man, we're gonna write twelve songs a month. Yeah. You mean twelve a year? Come on. (laughs) So we just got after it, and the Lord blessed us with ideas, and we just you know, we just tried to take any idea and anything that came along. We would just meet at the church, and we wrote. Mm -hmm not an exaggeration, probably 200 songs in, in, within two or three years. And wow. like wrote and demoed and I'm talking demos that had background vocals and yeah. electric guitar and, you know, so, and then all of a sudden integrity music started growing and they had artists a lot of that didn't write their own songs. So guys like Ron Cannoli, right? for example, um, we got to write songs for him, sing out. The Lord is near, yeah. build him a temple here. Yeah. And that was super fun, writing songs for Don Moen, for Bob Fitz, a lot of artists who would write, you know, they wrote a few of their own songs, but then they needed more in order to complete an album. So that was a really fruitful time to, to serve others, to write songs for others. Uh, Paul Wilbur, Messianic, uh, you know, he does more Messianic worship and mm-hmm. so I wrote a song called Praise Adonai. Yeah. Yeah. That he did. And, and, you know, that became one of his, you know, one of his songs that he just used around the world. And
0: Yeah. Lisa and I so led that song a million times in our church in Alabama. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Who
2: is like him, a lion in the land? The throne. Mountains bow down, every ocean roars to the Lord of hosts. Praise at all night. From the rising of the sun to the end of every day. Praise at all night. All the nations of the earth.
1: The you were from Alabama.
0: Well, we lived in Auburn for 11 years, and then we moved okay. to Wyoming after that. So,
1: well, then you know where um, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Oh, yeah,
0: is. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Birth of the Blues, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, at, at some point, one, one thing that I th- I've always appreciated about you, and you know, there's there's sort of contemporary Christian music. And then there's sort of worship music, and then there's people that are kind of in between. Um, and for the listeners out there who don't really listen to Christian music, I would say the difference is contemporary Christian music really is music that uplifts you and inspires you and points you towards God. Worship music is music that leads you to actually worshiping the Lord, and those are different, and they, they feel different, and they, they, they mean different things. Um, and one thing about your music is it's always focused on worship. Um, and it's also you've over the years, you've had this pastor's heart where you've been equipping and educating people on how to lead worship, uh, which is one of that's the name of one of your organizations, right? Lead worship,
1: um, uh, leadworship.com is our, our main website. And, and, um, yeah, back in the day, yeah, it started with, uh, can I tell you the the humble beginnings of that? Yeah, please. Well, you know. Just to make ends meet, I was doing guitar lessons back in the early days. We're in this little mobile home, and the church said, Well, we can't really pay you, but we'll give you like $50 a week. If, and we're like, hey, awesome. And you can use that room back there. We'll clean out that room where there's a bunch, of, and that can be your office. And that, you know, of course, became our that's where we set up our little studio eventually. Right. But, um, but yeah, because of doing guitar lessons, then occasionally, like youth with a mission would have us a school of worship or a yeah. week of worship and some worship leaders would come in. And they'd say, Hey Paul, can you do some guitar classes? Can you do this? So long story short, as I started to do more of that teaching, I always had this feeling of like, Oh, I wish I could, you know, all we had was two hours together. Now I have to go. And I wish I could just give you like a VHS tape with you right.
0: know,
1: two hours of, if I spent six months with you, this is what I would want you to get to grasp. Right. So I thought, eventually, after saying that a few times, like, well, maybe I'll do that. And so I went back and found these two camera guys. I guess, well, you put your camera on this, then on the neck, and you put your guitar or your camera on this part. And anyway, I did a two-hour guitar video with a really cheesy cover. If you Google it, it was called Contemporary Praise and Worship Guitar. Paul Balash, the image is hilarious because I I took it so serious. I'm like in the clouds with a guitar. Yeah. And, um, but it was, you know, don't despise small beginnings. Then I That's did right. a volume two and then people right about then is when the internet was, was just starting to come about. And so, um, people around the world would like order these videotapes and, yeah. um, you know, so here we were <laughs> like a mom and pop ministry. We're like stuffing envelopes and mailing them out to people in S- Singapore and Korea. And, wow. and as it started to grow and then DVDs came along, I started thinking, well, I recognize worship bands struggle with not just guitar, but they could maybe use some, some help on uh, worship vocals. Like how do you get a good vocal sound? How do you get a good blend, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Music styles. How do you, you know, we did a whole thing on music styles where you take one song and run it through different styles, Uh, songwriting, you know, Uh, how do you begin to take a little idea and run it through the craft of songwriting and, to possibly write something that others can sing right as well you know so those were really beautiful years of just trying to yeah. brainstorm and we didn't know what we were doing we didn't have a plan or a roadmap it was just like yeah let's do a video about this this might help somebody yeah and you know before you know it, we had 10 titles dvd titles and we're shipping yeah. you know hundreds of these dvds around the yeah. world and
0: yeah, we used him in Alabama to train. We had a little startup church for a couple of years, and um, we we trained a lot of musicians and singers with your resources. So you you, you really helped us. So thank you wow. for that. Wow. So um, the and you wrote a book too along the way about how to write worship songs. It was pretty good. It yeah. was a yeah. useful tool for a lot of folks. Um, and the other thing I've appreciated about you, Paul, is that you've always um, you've written with and helped bring along a lot of younger songwriters and artists. Um, I mean everybody that is out there, Brenton Brown. And, um, I can think of all sons and daughters that we found out about through you and some of your music and, um, who else? Uh, Glenn Packiam, uh, you wrote your, your name with him, right? Um, Mm -hmm. so you've always had that start where you, was it just a return the favor kind of thing where people helped you and you wanted to help other people or how'd that come about?
1: You know, it came about um, I think you know, I, I mentioned that this keyboard player, Ed Carr, him and I would write all these songs together. So even back in the day, this co-writing, the dynamic of co-writing is a beautiful thing in that you walk into a room with another person that you respect musically and spiritually, and right. you, you've car out two or three hours. and maybe you have a couple ideas or may hopefully they bring a couple ideas they believe in. And after you kind of pour your coffee and you pray, and open the Bible, then it's like, well, you got something that you feel strong about. And just the dynamic of going back and forth and working, collaborating, is such a beautiful experience. Because the yeah. worst that can happen, at the very worst, you've just spent, you know, even if you don't finish a song, you've at least spent two or three hours talking about the Lord, right. Scripture, diving in the Scripture, going back and forth, trying to creatively... Create this thing that might help others worship, right? So um, it was just a natural progression of as I begin to make friendships or relationships. Or you'd be at a conference and you meet this uh, next, especially next generation people. A lot of them you were mentioning, like Brenton and Glenn, all sons and daughters. And I think that has also helped me a lot in hindsight, trying to keep me on my toes and keep me sharp. I think every every writer can kind of fall into their ruts. Um, or fall into the same old patterns. Right. So co-writing is a, is a way to kind of shake that up a little bit. Maybe I sort of go here and they say, no, no, what if we went, what if we said this instead? Or, you know, what if the melody was more like da, 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 da. And like, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Great. Great. That's good. Yeah. So I pretty much have been co-writing almost nonstop for the last, you know, 15 years. And this new album is no exception. The new album is, Every song was co-written.
0: Yeah, behold him. With, is the new project,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, behold him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, tell us about that. Where it came from. And-
1: well, even behold him. It was co-written with a guy named Mitch Wong, mm-hmm. who I've never met in person. Really? That's just think about that. Yeah, we long before coronavirus f- sort of forced us to do Skype and Zoom. Right. Um. Him and I, he's from Australia. He's a keyboard player with Planet Shakers. Yeah. And there I was in my apartment in New York City, and we Skyped. Somebody kind of set this up at Integrity. They were like, hey, there's this guy. He's a good young guy coming along. He's a good writer. Would you want to set up an appointment and write? Yeah, absolutely. So um, that song, of course, is from uh, Behold Him, you know, we, we all know the scripture in Psalm 46 that says, uh, Be still and know that I am God. He who was
2: before there was light Walked across the pages of time He who made every living thing Behold Him He who heard humanity's cry Left his throne to wake as a child He became like the least of us Behold him Jesus, Son of God, Messiah
1: Something that's happening right now in our world, in our culture, and in our own psyche, right? We're, yeah. we're having, we're being forced to like grind to us a, to a halt, and yeah. it feels unnatural. But there, the Bible, there it was, the, the psalmist thousands of years ago, just the Lord saying to us, Be still, stop, stop, be still, and know that I am God, I am sovereign. I'm in control, and what what a reminder for all of us that we think we're in control, and then all it takes is for a pandemic to come along. We realize, wow, I'm I'm not as, there's not as much control as I thought I had. That's right. So uh, yeah, behold him. Oh, be still and behold him. So it's not just being still. Because we can be still and just sort of uh, like Buddhism like just blank your thoughts out right right, but I think it's important like we're, we're be still, but then behold him like fix your eyes on Jesus, right set your mind on things above, you know just all those scriptures that were that tell us to keep um, renewing our minds um, fixing our eyes, setting our hearts, set our set your affections on things above,
0: right. Know? that's beautiful hey um what you said just a minute ago about how it's not just beholding him it being it's not just being still rather but there's there's a, a component beyond that that elevates us to a different place um i read a book uh, not long ago called 10% happier um, have you heard of that um yeah it was a uh, an ABC, abc news anchor, anchor yeah. yeah had yeah, a nervous yeah. breakdown on camera uh-huh. and kind of went crazy uh-huh. and he he learned about eastern meditation right uh-huh. and he He's not a religious guy. He stripped all the sort of spiritual elements out of meditation, and he said, "You know, doing that calmed my mind enough that I could be about ten percent happier, and it, it was enough for him." And so, um, actually, the next book I'm writing is called "Infinitely Happier," and the, and the idea is if you add worship and you add spirit to that calming your mind, you don't have to settle for ten percent happier that mm-hmm. that your whole life can be happier because that's how we're we're made to be still and know our creator and yeah. that gets you beyond just just thinking better thoughts to living your life that your spirit is designed for. I wanted I sent you an email a few minutes ago. Did you see it yet? A picture that I sent you?
1: Um yeah, it was a pastor. It was a pastor singing above all somewhere. Yeah, right?
0: that was in Iraq. So um Back in the, the first time I really connected with your music um, was on the worship team way back in 2003 and four at uh, Oak Hills Church in San Antonio. Um, and when I went was deployed, I was in the Air Force and I was deployed to Iraq uh, as a combat neurosurgeon in 2005. Yeah. We did uh, 200 brain surgeries in a tent hospital and got mortared every day and all of that. But um, what we did when we weren't working was worship and we had a chapel and, and we put a little worship band together and, and had people from all over, uh, playing music together. And that picture that I sent you was a, a guy named Andre Williams, who was an army captain and he was playing the piano and we were singing above all, uh, mm. way back then. So your music has some impact that you don't you know, even know about. Um, mm. and the beautiful part of that story, um, is we would, we would start worshiping, um, and these soldiers would come in, and you could see them as they entered, and they had their guns and their body armor and their helmets, and they were stressed, and they'd been outside the wire. And, and then as we worshiped, you would see them set their weapon down and then take their armor off and then take their helmet off, and then they would start to hold their hands up and start to worship. And you could just see them relax and, and, and come into the, the moment before the Father. And, and, uh, and you just had a, you had a big part of that, so thank you for that.
1: Wow, so. beautiful. Beautiful. Praise yeah. God. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for your, your sacrificial service. And Thank you. imagine literally working on brains. You know, we, we know that music has an impact on the brain and the heart and our nervous system, et cetera. Um, but you also imagine that, that you are literally working on brain matter. Like yeah. it's just, it's fascinating. I want to, I want to turn this around and make the podcast. I want to ask you about 50 questions. We
0: can do that. We can do whatever you want. <laughs> I was thinking about people who, when we're all stuck inside and we're isolated and, and, we're, and we're stripped of our normal routines, right? People start feeling um, anxious and they start feeling afraid or maybe depressed. And, and sometimes those, those feelings are really troublesome to us until we understand what they are. So if, you, if you're feeling, you know, fatigued and worried and you're not sleeping well and you realize that you're depressed or you realize that you're anxious, once you name that thing, you can know it. Right? Mm-hmm. So understanding what it is that you're feeling helps you understand how to deal with that thing. And it occurred to me that that's the same thing about Jesus. Like once you start naming him, he's your Prince of Peace. He's your source yeah. of power. He's your Redeemer. He's your Forgiver. He's your mm-hmm. Savior. You can know him. And then it, I thought, well, gosh, that's that's kind of like some of the songs that Paul's written, Above All and Your Name are two examples of that. To so Talk talk for a second about how you came to write these songs about who jesus is and what that means to you and maybe that'll bless people and inspire them a little bit today
1: well the, every song starts with that inspired idea right. you know so you you typically won't get a song from beginning to end just just like that right but it starts either by being in the words so your name i was just noodling on the guitar actually a piano i was in b key of b flat in fact and uh I was with Glenn and he was just we just said why don't we just spend some time reading scripture out loud. I often like like to do that and then have right. a you know while I'm on my instrument either guitar or piano just so that I kind of have a key center there and he's kind of reading scripture and then he, as he's reading Psalm 68 I think it was it said as morning dawns and evening fades you bring forth songs of praise. Right and i just remember hey say, say that again glenn just say it again as morning dawns and evening fades da, da, da. and i'm kind of playing that chord and i said man that that sounds like the beginning of a song doesn't it like as morning dawns and evening fades you bring forth you know later we change it we inspire, inspire. Yeah. songs of praise da, 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 da. Da, da, you don't always get all the words right away, but right. you go with that feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: Da, 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 your name, something like that, and he looked at me. We we're excited, I'm thinking. Your name, um, your name, like some uh, Proverbs 18, like the name of the Lord is strong a strong tower. tower. So yeah. Your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a. You know, it's a refuge. It's a shelter. It's a you know. So then you just begin writing furiously, right? Yeah. And that's how that song came about.
2: As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise that rise from earth. Touch your heart and glorify your name Your name is a strong and mighty tower Your name is a shelter like no other Your name, let the nation sing it loud Nothing has the power to say but your name.
1: And, you know, above all, same thing. I just would carve out time. I remember that being alone in my church sanctuary at the piano. And I opened up my journal that has a bunch of song title ideas and first line possibilities and spent a few minutes just trying to worship lord and get my heart in the right posture and then i look at that 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 title just jumped out at me above all and i remember just asking myself like what could i say about the lord or to the lord with that like that phrase like lord you're above all kingdoms you're above all wealth you're above all treasures um You're above all the seven wonders of the world, above all wonders, above all, you know. And so he just started writing down these things in this sort of prayerful attitude. You know, it's a prayerful attitude just at the piano and just that whole first verse kind of came like like within an hour or so. And I had a completely different chorus to it that we sang at our church for a year and I ended up every time we would sing it i'd think yeah that's not i don't i think there's a better chorus so i took it off and i, I ended up getting together with lenny leblanc a few yeah. months later and threw out some song ideas we were co-writing and trying to and i said you know there is this idea i'm not even going to play the chorus but let me just play the part i believe in and let's see if it's kind of stirs anything right and uh, so we ended up finishing that together
2: all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth.
0: Was that your the first song that um, got really big commercial success? Michael W. Smith recorded that, right?
1: He did. He did. Um, I mean, maybe "Open the Eyes of My Heart." Probably yeah, Before that, first, yeah. First, before that, and uh, it's funny you wouldn't know it now, but like "Sing Out" was a big song back then for Ron Cannoli. Yeah. Some of the songs we wrote were were kind of bigger, but for other other artists, yeah other artists or worship leaders. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: well, this is great, Paul. Um, really appreciate you taking some time with us today. I, what, so, um, of all the songs that you've written, do you have a favorite? Like if there's one, like Paul Blash song that people should go download, like, do you have one that's like your, <laughs> your favorite?
1: It's, it's, you know, sounds like a cop out here, but you know, songs they are kind of like your kids, you know, yeah. it's hard to have a favorite cause there's, there's something about each one of your kids that you particularly love and, right. and really enjoy. Um, so it's hard for me to really nail down, you know, I think Hosanna, I still believe in that song. I yeah. still kind of begin every, we, you know, last week was Palm Sunday. So we, you know, praise is rising. Eyes are turning to, to you. you. Yeah. Um, but there's songs on the new record that I'm, I'm really grateful for and happy, happy at how they turned out and hope that they'll encourage and help others kind of find a vocabulary to say, yeah, like the first song on the new album is called What a Good God. Mm-hmm. And just, I think like that that verse says, each time I doubt your goodness, you show me you are with us. Your presence makes the difference. I've seen it every time. Yeah. What a good God. You know? Each time I doubt your
2: goodness, you show me you are with Your presence makes the difference I've seen it every time What a good God Bringing me back to life me by name i won't be afraid faithful to your promise. you will make way.
0: that's the message for right now isn't it indeed yeah mm. do you have a favorite um worship song of somebody else's that like is, like really hits your heart
1: Wow, These putting you on the spot. Yeah. It's always a tough question. No, no, I want—I don't want to cop out here. I'm Like, uh, boy, there are so many, and it just depends—different seasons of your life. Some songs meant more or mean more to you, and right in different seasons. So, uh, I think you know, currently, "Build My Life" is such a beautiful mm-hmm. song and so relevant. It's just a great prayer, worthy of every song we could ever sing. Yeah, yeah. Worthy, only you are worthy yeah. to. Son something familiar about it. Yeah. It was yeah. old school almost to me. Yeah. And then the declaration, I will build my life. You know, just that declaration is a, something that we all need to aspire to.
0: Yeah. I've been playing, uh, we've been listening to Behold Him like almost nonstop since it came out. But the other album recently is the, the new Cody Carnes album has mm-hmm. run to the father on it. And, and that's yeah. a, just a great young yeah. up and coming song. really. Hey, Hey, can
1: I turn real quick, ask you, is there a couple songs off the new album? It sounds weird for me to ask, but I'm just curious to know, if you've since you've listened to the album a few times, is there a couple songs that kind of stand out to you in your heart?
0: I think um, Behold Him itself is one of our favorites. Uh, Lisa and I have been listening and singing that together a lot. And then um, What a Good God, of course, um, Bringing Me Back to Life, Opening Up My Eyes, um, just, I think I tweeted that to you the other day. Um, yeah. Those are probably my two that I've spent the most time with. Um, and all time, I mean, Hosanna! We we led, we opened probably two hundred worship services with Hosanna <laughs> over the years because it's just such a perfect worship song. Um,
2: Praise is rising eyes are turning to you, we turn to you, hope is stirring, hearts are find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away.
0: But you know, all the way back to uh, above all, I mean, we've been we've been just worshiping with you um, in thank spirit God. and in truth uh, for twenty years. So, thank, thank you for uh, thank you for all that you do and all that you've done. Yeah. And do you have a scripture that would help people right now, maybe get focused or calm down a little bit? Do you have a favorite that you've been in uh, resonating with you lately?
1: Well, um, you know, Psalm forty six. You go there, forty six is it? Um, you know, be still and know that I am God. It's yeah. not forty six Maybe you can look that up for me. Yeah. Uh, But I think that's apropos to where we're at right now. Just take a breath, relax, chill, like turn your palms up and just surrender your anxiety, surrender your, "Ah, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And what's Uh going to happen about this? And what, what if this, and what if that, and what if this turn off the TV, turn off the noise for a while and just, Let's learn to be still, even five minutes of just sitting there quietly, breathing, and then think of a scripture, so the other scripture I would say that like a bookend would be ephesians one eighteen where the apostle Paul says, "I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, yeah, that the eyes of your heart would be opened, yeah, that's a great prayer go go look that up in ephesians one eighteen just be read it in context
0: the forty six ten was prayer. the other one, yeah
1: um What's the, what's the scripture um May the God of hope fill you with all. Here, Here's a scripture in Philippians. This is final. I'll leave you with this in the season of life, right? It says, yeah. do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, right. with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Yep. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart. Guard and mind in Christ Jesus. That's right.
0: That's a perfect, that's a perfect way to end. Um, appreciate your time today, Paul. It's, uh, it's really an honor to be with you for a few minutes.
1: God bless you. Yeah. Amazingly. Good to talk it was to you, Paul. A pleasure. Yeah, brother.
0: Okay, my friend, say hi to Rita. All and right. We, we love you. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. Thanks Lee. Bye. Bye.
0: Wow. I love that conversation with Paul Belash, and I'm so glad that we were able to bring that to you today. And that he gave us some of his time don't forget, um, worship can get you out of whatever kind of mess you're in. If you're stuck in your own head, if you're anxious, if you're afraid, if you're scared, worship is the way to get well, my friend. Read my book, I've Seen the End of You, that know, really the, the people who are able to handle the hardest things in life are the ones generally who can find hope. Like no matter what's going on, even if you're dying from your brain cancer or you're uh, stuck inside and you're losing your job. the way to get out of that mess emotionally is to worship. So the verse for today is Psalm 46:10 be still and know that I am God when you're freaked out, when you're in a frenzy, when you're scared, when you're nervous, when you're depressed, when you're sad, the way to handle it is to worship. Psalm 46:10 be still. And know that I am God. The first part of Psalm 46, the first verse is, God is our ever-present help in times of trouble. He's our refuge. He's our strength. So just turn to something bigger than yourself. The ever-present help of your Lord. And Paul Balash's uh, worship music would really help you. I encourage you to go to Apple Music, uh, whatever Spotify, whatever service you use to get your music these days. Um, most of us don't actually buy CDs anymore, but go find some Paul Balash music, get to know him, and uh, worshiping will help you get well whatever you're going through. And don't forget to start today. Hey, friend, the Dr. Lee Warren podcast is brought to you by my book, I've Seen the End of You, A Neurosurgeon's Look at Faith, Doubt, and the Things We Think We Know, which is available from Waterbrook, Penguin Random House, everywhere books are sold. Don't forget, though, to support your local booksellers, especially right now. Give them a call. They can usually ship books to you or get them to you. Support your local booksellers, please. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And check my website, wleewarrenmd.com, for all the information you need about this Show the show notes, Paul's bio, links to his websites, everything you need to know. WLEWARNMD.com. Sign up for the newsletter at slash newsletter and keep the conversation going. Lisa and I'd love to hear from you. I am at Dr. Lee Warren, D R L E E W A R R E N on Twitter and Instagram. Lisa is at Lisa D. Warren on Twitter and Instagram. And we love to connect with folks all over the world via the socials. Hey, the theme music for this show is Blue Highway by Poddington Bear via freemusicarchive.org. And remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and you have to start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. Thanks again to Paul Belash for his time today, and God bless you, my
1: friend. Have a great day.